It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 690 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I have no friends edition. We got JD Raider coming at us from Jewel, Iowa. Ben Funky Askren in his lair in the basement. Lair. Where he's got. Ozzy locked out so he doesn't come in and smash his TV and rip Ooh, his mic off. I, I forgot the lock today. I hope I'll bring him down. We could have a oh, security man. breach. Um, <laughs> that's okay. That would probably be even funnier. Probably make for great, great radio. So JD's um, gonna have a uh, likely weekend of debauchery at uh, at a at a bachelor party <laughs> in the Ozarks. So JD, don't get arrested. Don't get arrested. Don't get caught up with don't get caught up with the locals. I've seen a show about it. It's there. These are some dangerous people. Hey, okay. this is a business trip, okay? Strictly <laughs> okay. business. Describe the business. Uh, making money. Let's not, let's not do that. Let's not discuss the business. Says Ben. Cautious Ben Askren, the man who invites Sion Williams on the show as much we, as listen, possible. It's been too long since we had Sion on the show. We really need to have him back. People need to enjoy. The radiance that is Sion. I I don't disagree, but I just I just love that the last time he was on, you kicked him off. You're like, cut his mic, cut his. Well, that's mic. what we see. Listen, we need here's 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 what it is. We need to know what we're getting into, and we need to be prepared to cut his mic. Yeah, but there will be there will be some greatness that comes out of it, and then at some point, when I say no, this is enough. Yep, that's right. It's not like you can't be subtle with it. It's just like cut his mic, or we're all gonna get fired kind of a situation and there's no in between Maybe even arrested maybe even arrested you maybe know. arrested the stakes are that high when Sion williams is on the mic so maybe we'll get him back um hey we dropped uh, a trailer yesterday about nick soriano his return to wrestling we have a film coming about him very soon that you'll be able to check out and uh we haven't been we've been pretty quiet keeping this one under wraps but it's a really exciting project and uh well, here, if you haven't seen it, you're about to watch it. No turning oh, back. I'm excited. Why is Nick Suriano so fascinating? That was a common question I got. Where is Nick Suriano? Are you not ranking him? Do you know something? 
this is wrestling's man of mystery, right? He's, he's been off the grid. He's focused. It's just like all his career. What's he doing? You know, when he was at Penn State, there was this mystery. Like, <laughs> is he going to wrestle at NCAAs? Is he or isn't he? Wait, Nick Serrano's not happy at Penn State. He might be moving. Is he going to leave or stay? We don't know. Yeah. Oh, he might go to Rutgers. We don't know. He is going to Rutgers. Then he just stops wrestling in the middle of his sophomore year for a little bit. Where's Nick Suriano? Is he going to be back for NCAAs? Is he going to be good at NCAAs? Oh my gosh, he made the finals. There's always a question about what he's doing. Are we rolling? So cannot wait for that. Drop in tomorrow. How great was that shirt? Christian, you need to get one of those. Which shirt? The shirt he's wearing? The one at the end where it had the gold stripes. The gold stripes? Okay. It, um, it's like my shirt is like almost Tyler, that bring shirt. That, uh, minus Ty, the swag. You know Look at this. Look at this. Pull this up. Christian, you're okay. not impressed by this shirt. This is tremendous. You like, the, you like the gold with the stripes here? Check it out. Okay. So much more swag than you. Well, I listen. <laughs> let it not be. I've never tried to enter a swag competition with Nick Soriano. Okay. So I competition you're going to lose 10 times out of 10. Absolutely. I I try to enter the contest that I think I have a chance of winning. So we're excited about that. We're excited about the return of Nick Soriano to freestyle wrestling. Guy's been, um, when you think about it, Oh, hold say, on, wait, can, I, can, I, can we interject on that last sentence, Christian? Sure. You said the return of Nick Serrano to freestyle wrestling. Does this? Are you precluding the return of him to wrestling because he would have a year of eligibility left? Correct. Here's all right. If you want to, if you want the, yeah, if we want, let's just get into the Soriano thing. Yeah, just the whole sphere. So, plenty of 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 uh, you know rumors swirling but the the fact is he's not really talking to anyone right now there's no meetings happening he's fully focused on making the world team winning a world championship i think they're going to get through that and then they're going to start evaluating he's obviously not going to be anywhere in the fall semester and wouldn't roll anywhere and obviously there's a ton of teams that are interested and want him and um everyone knows the big one that really wants him it's it's a fact they're penn state is after Nick Soriano. That's a fact. How fascinating would that be? As it's got to be in terms of just pure drama, as fascinating yes. as anything. I mean, in to to leave and come back. I mean, that's. I mean, in college sports, how often does that happen? It'd be one thing if it's it like not a, ne- never. I mean, I, I I've never heard of it. You know, I could think of a scenario where it's like, okay, you go to the school and you do bad and flunk out or something. You've got to go to like junior college or some other kind of school to get back in good standing so you can return. Like maybe something like that, but nothing like, like this where you leave because yeah. you don't want to be there. You go to another program in the conference and you, it's just a very, it's been a very, um, you know, unlikely path for, for Nick throughout much of his career. Right. And it wasn't a clean break either. Like, Cale tried to stop Nick from wrestling at Rutgers that first year, and he was like the pioneer for transfers that then could go conference to conference and wrestle. Yeah, he was certainly one of the first we've ever seen in wrestling conference to conference with with, uh, with that level. And, yeah, to, to, your, to be fair, they, they were trying to prevent him from wrestling that year, 100%. Yeah. So, it, but, Man. you know. Winning solves everything, right? And that's yeah, it's time. a bottom line thing. And I think for as bad 
is it seemingly ended? I I think I think it ended in a way that there there clearly weren't bridges burnt, right? It wasn't yeah. like Kale never got I don't think Kale and company ever got like ugly bitter towards him and I don't think it ever got really ugly on the other side either. It was just like, hey, I wanna go. It was never there wasn't some like horrible you. thing that happened that it was just like he wanted to leave, right? Yeah. So anyways, we'll see if if he if he goes if he goes oh my gosh I mean oh, my, my money well, Penn my State money. needs oh yeah we'll go with your money on what you tell me your money on and then I want to make my statement my money is he goes if he makes the team and, and has a run at Worlds he's not going to wrestle in college that's that's my money that's what I think I, I kind of think okay. that either way I kind of think that either way um, now if if it doesn't go well at trials maybe he'll say well maybe I need a change of of scenery anyways and i'll look around and i'll go here i'll go there and it's really the thing is it's three months you don't have to even does he even here's my question do you even have to like pass your classes do you even have to go to class do you just have to like enroll because if you're just going to do one year i mean i yeah i, I mean you, I don't there's know obviously there's the graduation eligibility requirements uh we know the 40 60 80 thing which if he's not doing the fall semester he must he must be good on somehow some way and i, I don't know how because it seems like he hasn't gone to school in a while now um the statement i was going to make is 20 penn state needs a solution for points at, at one of three weights in order to challenge iowa in my opinion 25 57 65 they're not scoring very many points at any of those weights right now and they need to score points at those weights in order to beat iowa nick Triano is obviously some very serious points at 125 Serious points. It it uh it makes sense for Robbie Howard, who's you know battling injuries and may needs. I don't know if he needs surgery or already got surgery or whatever. There's an injury there, right? So it would be kind of seamless. And then Robbie could return yeah. to the lineup the next year, and Nick does and goes where he goes. But there's there's a lot of places that could use Nick Suriano for one year, and um, yeah. I'm you know I'm sure Ohio State's in that mix as well. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. But when you think about Suriano, I mean, talk about it. He's he's been pretty snake bit, you know. You got the the freak ankle break at Oklahoma yes. State and when he clearly could have won a national title that year. The national final was mm-hmm. two guys he beat that year soundly, Ethan Lezak and Darian Cruz. Then yep. you've got after he transfers, you've got the uh knee infection where he's in the hospital for like 10 days, two weeks with like a a staff thing or something of that nature in his knee is like questionable for conferences comes, wins some matches, forfeits out, I think. And then he makes the finals against Spencer and and loses. Then, you know, the, the, the only guy to get COVID or girl, the only athlete to get COVID before the trials was him. He tests positive and is out. When he looked like, if you don't want to call him the favorite, you don't have to. But he won the bracket that Thomas Gilman. He won the bracket that Thomas Gilman and Vito Arugia were in, right? <laughs> like yes. two months before. So you don't have to call him a favorite. I did. He didn't. But he didn't get to go. He didn't get that opportunity. So. You Man, stack all I, that did, I didn't up. think about it in those terms, Christian. That's uh, you, you're making a strong case. That is uh, either he has some really bad luck or something else is going on. Because man, that's like 
so many times at big at, at the biggest events that biggest he has events. been able to at his best. Yeah, really crazy. And at some point, you think that the the luck's going to change, right? These are these are yeah. sort of freak things. Um, I mean, I don't know if getting COVID is a freak thing or not, but to be the only athlete, that's that's pretty that's pretty insane. So yeah, uh, that's and you know the fact that he um, the fact that he you know is is making this return and and you know looking good and uh, honestly you know. He was prepared for 57. That was the way he thought he was going to go. And then Gilman medals, and it kind of changed everything because he really wanted yeah. to. I think he wanted to go 57, but now he's up at 61. And he, he's going to be interesting to watch. All eyes are going to be on him. All eyes are going to be on that weight plus Jordan's yes. weight at 79. Uh, and we are just, we are like less than two weeks away from, from world team trials. So very exciting. Uh, is it a Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday? Because if it's a Friday, Saturday, we're uh, a week and a day. It's a Saturday. Day Sunday, okay, September okay. 11 and 12. Yes, so nice. freaking um, excited about that. Excited to see. I mean, he, he's a he's an interesting character in this this wrestling landscape, yes. right? Um, just like ben all said. those bad breaks and other thing have almost led to even more of the aura around mm-hmm. Nick Soriano, though, and at much to his expense, kind of almost makes it a little bit more fun for us. And the fact that we have talked so much and gotten so much content out of this person that has only wrestled, you know, how many times in the past couple of years is kind of tremendous. And the fact that there is still so much to talk about with him. Yeah. 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 There's a lot. So there's a lot that's going to come out in this interview. I think you're going to be interested in it. Um, I'm already interested. Can we, can I, can I watch it before everyone else gets to, or are you going to make me wait? I'm going to make you wait probably. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, but it won't be long. You're not, it's not like Terry where there's like a year of anticipation. You Terry, I watched, I watched Terry freaking. Yeah. I think 18 months before you guys ended up putting it out. I watched yeah. Yeah, the very, very rough cut. Yep. I met Kath. I, Metcalf was, was coming for a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we oh, started well. that right at the end of the backflip, and, uh, you know, we got it out in just under 10 years. Uh, <laughs> so um, that's that's Nick Soriano. Exciting. Oh, as, as mentioned, in 15 minutes, we will have our Russian correspondent, King G, Gena, joining us to talk Russian world stuff, just Russia stuff, him and... JD can probably swap stories, and um, yeah, we'll speak in Russian. Well, yeah, you guys, you you guys do can do. He's going to conduct the entire interview. How many Russian? Russian words do you know, JD? Do I got more more words than you? I got like six. Oh yeah, five, you definitely man. have more. I know da. Yeah. Is that da, water? Da. Divai. Harasho. Spasiba. Spasiba is Russian words. Spasiba is thank you, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Vodka. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> other world stuff. No Bajrang is officially official. That is sad. That is sad. Everyone so loves Bajrang. He's probably him and Shamiz are probably the two most popular non-American wrestlers to Americans. Uh, so that's yeah. that's Pseudo a shame. American. What'd you say? Pseudo-American. Pseudo-American. Yes, they're adopted. We just need a few more injuries at 65 kg, and then we got a good chance to get in the medal. Man, we got a chance to get a medal anyhow. Anyhow, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't had one since 2006. We're right there. 
I'm, I maintain. I know we're right there. Yeah, maybe Let's we are. It. Who's, who's going to make the team at 65? Is it Yanni's time? I think it's Yanni's time. I mean, I, it gets significantly easier given the fact that Jordan Oliver and uh, Zane. Jordan Oliver's moving up. Zane's moving up. Nick Lee didn't enter. I mean, how much easier does that make it? Yeah, now it's yes. it's McKenna and who? Ashnall. McKenna looked good. Ashnall. He did, he, he ten owed Ashnall. So bad. Yeah, that was not. Yeah. Creative. That that surprised that that was was a lot of things surprised me, but that really surprised me. That, I mean, that real. I agree. Of I did. Of course, not I thought Yanni would win, but to, yeah. just the ten zero and and Ashnall, he can get to everyone, and mm-hmm. he didn't get to Yanni, and Yanni. Yanni looked like a more powerful yeah. guy too. The whole thing, and I know Ashnall yeah. took that on short notice. He was, but all that stuff considered, um, yeah, I agree was, with you, Christian. I I did not see that coming. Yes, Jaden also be there. Ironman, Ironman. Yanni will definitely be favored in that one. He will be favored, but Jaden has that x the the pinning component is always scary. And if you get if you see him before the finals. It's just one one pin ends it, you know. Yep. Jaden's freaky yeah. like that, and yeah, that is true. And I'm how, um, so how, how are they going to see that? So you go McKenna. I think McKenna has to be the one. McKenna one. Yes. Yanni two. Because all those other guys I mentioned may be seated higher than him, but they're all not there. Is Ironman three? Probably he won. Where's the full list? And Lugo probably is Lugo in there. Lugo's. Lugo's pretty freaking good as well. Um, where, where can we find it? Is it on Flow? We don't have it ready. Right, right. yeah, um, hey, can, while, while I'm finding the list, can I complain real fast? Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys, yeah, listen, I, I was not giving any heads up. You guys want to do this uh, best one to 25 uh, or whatever of the decade, the power ranking gimmick thing? Mm-hmm. Christian, do I need to remind you right now? Do I need to remind you? We did this during the coronavirus. And Jordan Burroughs, because we are, are going to get to 165. No. And Jordan <laughs> Burroughs is going to want to get pissed and come on and fight us because I chose Kyle Dake by six seconds of ride time. Well, so can we just avoid all this pain and struggle? No, this is different. This is the best to not win it. Oh, did I miss that sentence? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, you missed that sentence. And Jordan Burroughs won it, so he's not going to want to get pissed and come on the so show. So now you're going to have to make, like, Nick Piccinini mad. And he's a nice guy, so. I don't uh, think you know what? I just that. saw him in California. I don't, I don't think he'll get that mad. No, he's a – we were talking about him yesterday. Super nice guy. I hope he mm-hmm. freaking crushes it in MMA. I think he'll be good. Do you think he'll be good? Uh, Yeah, m- most – High level wrestlers do really, really well. There's some that don't do all that well, and when when they don't do all that well, it's like they're like uh, a mediocre Bellator or UFC fighter. It's not like they they just can't make it anywhere. I mean, that is incredibly rare that that happens. Yeah. How good Great do you think Logan too. Logan Storley is going to be? Logan Storley's already really good. Yeah, I, mean, I know, but like, like what's uh, I mean, I, to to this to past this point, I don't know. But so he had uh, Logan Storley has one loss, and his one loss was to the current Bellator champion prior to when he was the Bellator champion. So he lost to him like I don't know, two two or three fights ago, something like that. Um, so you know he's already very highly ranked uh, in Bellator. Um, he's good. He's good. I, I you know 
I don't know how much better he's going to get, but he's he's already really good. Awesome. Yeah. So, couple some news from the road. David Bray, Mike Mal have been on a little Who's Number One tour. They hit up Malvern and Blair and M2 and Young Guns and the compound with the with the Bassets. We've got a, a clip from the Malvern room that is. Uh, I don't know if you oh, guys. Oh, I don't want to see this. Yet. Is this what I saw? You have to watch it. I don't want to see this. Open no, your eyes. No, play it right no. now. Nick Feldman. I, I, I refuse. I'm His finger. Hard right turn there, and he completely hits like like this, and then boom, he knocks it into place. It's a pretty funny video. Nick Feldman also only smiles. This is the most smilingest kid I've ever seen. Um, his face got stuck there. What's that? I, his face that must be stuck like a magic there. trick. Yeah, that is pretty he, awesome. I would be doing. Your that. parents warned you that if your face, you know, if you smile too long, your face is going to get stuck there, and that's what happened. That's what happened to Nick Feldman, and maybe the, he, the same thing with his finger. That's going to be a great. That trick is always going to play when he's like a forty-year-old uncle. He's going to be he's going to be playing that trick on the five-year-olds. It's oh, it'll play even better. Oh, it's going to play even better. So, um, <laughs> we're we're make sure you're checking out all, all that content, and also. Even more, this is this is the most stunning uh, news of all. David Bray sent me a picture of an American flag, an Unleashed by Seth original. Where was this? This was in the Bo Bassett like... compound gym. So Bo Bassett wow. has an Unleashed by Seth American flag. So you think they're trying to like, um, you know, pick up some pointers for the match by buying this and they see his carving skill and they're like, oh, we need to stop that one for sure. Get ready for that. I don't They're think buying them off. Nope. I don't think that's it. I'm I think sure he probably victory. bought it well before the, uh, <laughs> the match was happening. But yeah, so, um, man, the, Bo Bassett, I don't know if you guys are familiar. Maybe I'm dating myself a little. I didn't watch this you live, so maybe are. I'm not super old. But Bill Brasky, does anyone know who this is? It's like, yeah, it Bill S- Brasky was on um, SNL. And he's just like this mythical figure and like the tall tales about this guy are just like out of control. I have no idea what Bo Bassett's going to be, but it's going to be like that. He's going to be the Bill Brasky of wrestling when it's all said and done. Because what he's doing to wrestlers right now in the wrestling room as a practice room is is insane. He's wrestling with and beating college wrestlers right now. No, Christian, come on, bro. He's 100 pounds. He's 100 pounds. Which college wrestlers are beating? Listen, I ain't beating Nico Megalutis. You're not be honest saying that, but guys on on you know rosters, he's he is wrestling with and beating them. I withhold comment until I see that with my own eyes because he's. I mean, now listen, if he was bigger, if he was bigger, I could accept this, but I'm not going to accept it. Okay, you you're rejecting it. I'll try to get the video proof, and um, then you will probably yeah. But I'm telling you, this kid's going to be. It's it's. I'd be curious to know though, because I'm not. I don't watch these kids practice ever, you know, other than you know, once every few years. Like, are there other guys that have been like this, where in you know eighth grade, seventh grade, whatever? Chance like, Marsteller. Chance was definitely entering college opens in seventh grade and winning yeah. matches. Wow, that is a that is a wild, wild freaking thing. Chittum. Well, it doesn't always turn Chittum. out. You know, uh, it doesn't always turn out well. I remember the one that um, there was some video of and it was early days of flow i don't recall what year but the the felipe martinez kid that was from i think he was spg maybe oh Ohio. yeah 
and there was some video and I was like, damn, this kid's good. And then, you know, he obviously, uh, I don't know what happened to him. He didn't end up continuing wrestling at a high level at all. Well, I don't think that was, man, I think Felipe would have been a superstar. Uh, they moved his junior or senior year. He got really big and not, not all the right places, you know, just probably wasn't wrestling his ideal weight and just kind of fell off and I Maybe, I don't know if he lost the love for the sport, but once he left SPG, he was not the same guy. And he won his yeah. fourth state title, I believe, but it was it was pretty obvious. Like, oh, he did? I saw he ended up winning four state titles. I didn't know that. Yes, but I think uh, his prospects went, went down pretty substantially there. So. The, the other guy that they always talked about wrestling, older people, um, and, the, you know, in this era, there was def- there was absolutely no video of it, so I can't comment either way, uh, with Steve Mako. You know, he's always said that he would train, like, as an eighth and ninth grader with, with college guys at heavyweight um, and, and beat him down. And I, listen, I can't comment because there's no videos, but that was what the rumor was. It sounds like that's true. And then, so remember, we all know the famous story of Andrew Spay getting foot swept two dozen <laughs> times by Steve Walker. Okay, Andrew by, Spay is not a college wrestler. By uh, but hold on, let me tell the story. So okay, I was, okay. um, so the deal was, I think he was in tenth grade, Spay, and Mako was in eighth grade. So it's like, oh, okay. this middle schooler is destroying me. But in Andrew Spay's defense, Steve Mako is only six months younger than Andrew Spay. He's just that mm-hmm. level of a of a holdback kind of situation. I think Spay's a little young for his grade. So you, with those yeah. powers combined, um, you get foot swept. So you know, if he was a couple years older, maybe he'd I, I like this. You know, if if uh, if Spade did not have, if he had more age, he definitely would not have gotten foot swept. Yeah, Let's defend his honor. What? Okay, <laughs> how much money? Maybe the answer is zero dollars for you, Ben. How much money yeah. would you pay for a video of Andrew Spay and Steve Mako wrestling each other? Oh, I know I, I would I pay several hundred dollars. Really? Yeah, I don't so know if it's it's a big number. I would me. thoroughly enjoy watching that. But so it sounds like we could pool up some money between you know you just hold a hat at the at the flow HQ the day that Spay is not there, and then we could go purchase some footage somewhere. It w- it would be a it would be incredible. Oh. Actually, can we talk about something? We're, we're, we're having fun here right now. Can we talk about something serious that really grinds my gears? And I don't recall who is smart to post about it. Um, and I just want to—I want to dig the nag, uh, the dagger in for them. Okay. Okay. It's the fact that the two best American wrestling tournaments, the NSA Championships and the Olympic Trials, right after they're over, that footage is like just gone forever because these large media conglomerations. Don't do anything with it. That is so freaking annoying. Like, yeah. do you know how hard it is to find ESPN matches of NCAA tournament or uh, Olympic trials matches? Like, honestly, Christian, I don't know how to access my own matches from either one of those tournaments. I don't know that they fully exist anywhere. And that is, that's so annoying. But the fact that we can't watch them in 2021, that there's not a streaming option where we can just go to a website and click on a button and watch those matches. It's, it's, it's almost like I have to not think about it because when this, when, I don't even recall who was posting about it. When someone was posting about it, I'm like, I was getting so mad that we can't watch these matches. Yeah, it is. It's super frustrating for us too. Um, it's it's bad. It's worse. It's the fans and and people that want to really cover the sport and follow the sport. It's it, it's a huge huge barrier. I don't understand why they just don't. I mean, <laughs> the Olympic trials and the Olympic games. Like, why? How is that not something you should just? post on youtube like 
For real. If you don't put it on YouTube. Or or I mean, if you wanted to put it up, matches cut up behind your paywall, people would pay for that. Um, yeah, think, like well, yeah, SPN Plus, they already have an online streaming feature that you could pay for. I, I'm sure that NBC does also. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure they do. Yeah. It's just so, I mean, they they just care so little about wrestling in general, ESPN and, and NBC specifically, that it's it's tough to, that no one's, this is not even a conversation that people are having over there. You know, no, on, no one's thinking about it. No, it, it's, you know, just when you think, you know, the sport has made so much, so many progressions, yeah. but there are still some areas where we're still like way behind, like you just cannot find these games. But, but one, here's the other thing though, then. To, to kind of counter that, yeah. you think about think about the biggest sports. Think about basketball. Think about football, even baseball. Mm-hmm. You you can't just find those archives, right? Really? People, well, not not. I that don't know. I don't try to, to watch any of that stuff. If you exactly, so like I I don't think so. Football fans, basketball fans, they, they watch it live, or they don't really watch it. They just catch the highlights. Are you so, sure? Yeah, no, no one's going back and why. I mean, a very, very, a small, minuscule, negligible number of people are going back after the fact and watching the Super Bowl. Who's really? watching this? Who's watching the Super Bowl after it's over? Nobody. I don't listen. I listen. Okay, here's the deal. I'm a wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about the damn Super Bowl. Got here's it. The deal. If I could go rewatch NCAA matches, I know I'm going to rewatch it. So I got to think there's a football fan that's just like me. There's someone just like me who wants to go watch. Oh, and it might it might not even be the entirety of the game because it's very long. But they might say like, "Oh, there was that one drive in the third quarter that uh, Joe Montana yeah. hit Willie Hayes for a whole bunch of passes." I want to go Ding watch the bell. That and get jacked up. Oh, I don't have the bell. Where's the bell? All right, it's over there. I forgot the bell today. Um, so yeah, g- good point, Ben. But I I think I think in general, you're. <laughs> The sports, they're not putting that stuff out there the way we like to see it. So um, it's not like just wrestling is getting the shaft. I think wrestling fans are unique in that a whole lot of us would go back and watch the NCAA yeah. finals, the Big Ten semis, the Big Ten finals. I think it's a very unique thing about about wrestling. And we have these like perfectly packageable little things, these little 10-minute videos. They're gold, right? It's not like a yeah. three-hour monstrosity. Ten minutes, action, a little bit yeah. of violence. It's great. And we get to type in the exact thing that we want to see. I mean, it's it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, if you look at some of the matches on YouTube, which none none of which went up live, and and if they did, especially in the international era pre uh, being on Flow when it was on other avenues, like those those things were probably watched one percent live, ninety nine percent in review. Yes, indeed. Okay, hey, we gotta we gotta take a hard right oh, yeah. turn. We've got a super special guest. I am so excited for this. this is, I've been waiting for this all week long. <laughs> We've got our man, right. our official Flow Wrestling Russian correspondent, King G. Yes. Gena, what's going on, man? Welcome, coming at us from Moscow, Russia. What's happening? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you doing? So well. good, man. So good. So so um. What, should I call you King G? Should I call you Gena? Gena uh, Kolesnikov, what do you want us to call you? How should we address you? Well, Gena is my pretty much like uh, was born name, but uh, King G, that's the name that King Mo has given to me uh, back in the years. So King G is good. 
Okay, King so, yeah, so you were you were good friends with Mogul Wall, and we're talking. I mean, I don't know if you still are, but I know you were. We're talking ten years ago or so, correct? Yeah, yeah, we're still we're still good friends with Mo. He's like my big brother. Um, he's actually, you know, uh, people know me as King G in the states as well because um, I've been training there and pretty much being good friends with Team USA through their um, travel over to Russia. So King G is stuck with me, and uh, I'm known for that. Nice. So to give people, I, I first became aware of you is you were kind of like this is before I even worked at Flow. You were kind of like the liaison for Bader and Joe Flow in Russia, helping them get into oh, yeah. Russian Nationals, <laughs> getting the getting the that. Tommy jeans, that whole connection thing. But why don't you just give us a little yeah. bit of your background in the sport, in wrestling, where you're from. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And your your experiences in America. You speak great English, obviously. So just give us a little bit of the King G bio. All right. So right now I'm like I'm 30 years old and uh, pretty much retired from wrestling. Um, I started training when I was six years old here in Moscow, and been training been training uh, pretty much uh, till like um, 16, I think 15 years old when I was. My coach, uh, who I started training with, uh, was fired from the club, and I was just kind of thrown away from uh, control and just being being going to the gym. Nothing uh, was happening to me, you know. And then uh, when Team USA was coming over for, I think, I believe it was 2007, when they came uh, to Krasnoyarsk for World Cup. Maybe, Ben, you were in the team with them. I can't remember uh, if you were known. I was 2008. I went to Vladikavkaz. Oh, oh, okay. So 2007, mm-hmm. when King Mo and Daniel Cormier, led by Kevin Jackson, um, they came to cross uh, uh, the yard. So they stopped by my gym in Moscow. And I was the only guy that was speaking barely English back then. So I was just uh, talking to Mo a little bit. And uh, then that was more my first meet with them. And then he was uh, having a website like mallwall.com. And that's what I was texting him because I was watching his videos on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. And that was fun to me. Uh, so then um, I was just texting him on, uh, on a, through a website. And we were start, starting that conversation with him. And he was just sending me pictures from training. And so I was just fun. I was 16 years old, uh, barely speaking English, uh, using my uh, translator through for connections. And then uh, through 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 Mo met uh, Sean Bunch because uh, he was in a MySpace.com website that was a <laughs> back then. Yes, That's, MySpace, yeah. so great, love it. Yeah, that was big back then. And then so Folsom Brothers um, wasn't uh, in there as well. So then Facebook thing came, and we were on that. So then back in 2009, I think. That's when I first met them. They were coming for uh, the Oregon tournament. Mm. And that's why I met them at the airport. Uh, took them, uh, was a, just a little bit like a help. There was a Carl Denman, the former uh, American heavyweight, I think, uh, that was uh, leading the team here in Moscow. And uh, so they, they was my first introduction to them. So that's pretty much how we started, uh, me uh, having a conversation with Team USA. That's awesome. Nice. So, uh, you're you're from Moscow. Obviously, Russia is huge. You're like, 
for for context for context Moscow is like a thousand miles from Dagestan. It is not close, right? So all these places are spread out. What is the wrestling culture like in Moscow? Oh well, Moscow is like more of a like uh, you know many people from Dagestan that were top level out there. They come in. They we have Olympic Olympic school here in Moscow, uh, pretty pretty much high level, but. Um, the people, the people from Dagestan coming over to study as the high level athletes, but they're kind of losing themselves because Moscow, you know, is like a lifestyle different here, you know, uh, a lot of nightclubs and, uh, party and stuff. So they're just kind of losing control over themselves instead of they being training in Dagestan 24 seven training. And I've seen many people, uh, losing, uh, losing them talent in, uh, the pretty much future um training here i've seen so many so many people in my eyes just uh kind of get lost because they're coming over to moscow thinking it's kind of better better opportunity for them but turn uh opposite and that's that's so moscow is uh, moscow is okay because people here uh like in dagestan it's traditions because uh, once you just uh, when you're born you go to uh, wrestling right away and they don't care about education much. They just worry about training and thinking about their uh, uh, future plans, being Olympic champ and making a life out of that. But here in Moscow, the people, so when I was training, uh, when I started, started training, we had like a group of 50 people, 50 kids. Uh, by the age of 16, 18, we had like five. So mm. the people, the kids, they kind of stopped training uh, over the years, because the, the, when they graduate from school after 11th grade, they go into college. So this is the time when the Moscow kids stop training full time. Got it. Got it. So definitely like Dagestan, it's more like one track, just focus. Like this, this is kind of my path to success. Whereas in Moscow, there's just, there's just more opportunities, more distractions maybe. And, um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's part of it. Can, can I ask a follow up yeah. question then? Yeah. So I, I know you said education, not important in, um, Dagestan, um, you know, get, given that fact, and obviously they do produce a lot of really high level athletes, both in wrestling and mixed martial arts. Um, so if, if say they don't make it in athletics, what, what are they doing? Are they, is it, um, you know, are they going back to education then? Is it manual labor? Is it entrepreneurship? Like where, you know, if, if they say they don't care about education, where are they going after that? If they don't make it? Well, it, it depends, depends. Um, some, some just, uh, kind of lost, you know, in life and, uh, being a uh, taxi drivers, um, okay. some are just, uh, going to work in, uh, in the market selling like uh, vegetables and stuff like that. Some, some, the smarter, uh, they go and being entrepreneurs, uh, open a stores, a closed store, something like that. Uh, some people just work going to politics, uh, being a help to some politicians. Some are going coaches, being coaches. And someone definitely kind of lost, you know, with a lot of a lot a lot of injuries, uh, kind of not knowing what to do, uh, kind of lost in life because of just not using uh, education as their uh, priorities. Got it. Got it. Cool. So one of the things we really want to uh, talk with you about is kind of getting a sense of what what's happening within the Russian national team. What how. How are the camps going? What are the news? How healthy are they? Who does it look like or who are your predictions that will be representing the, the world team in, in, in Oslo? So just kind of give a sense, since the Olympics, what's what's been the 
the chatter circulating about the Russian wrestling team? So it's been kind of uh, quiet. Uh, they are they started training camp in Sochi in Russia. It's uh, out out to, in the mountains. Uh, they do two camps before the Worlds, and uh, they doing uh, a lot of matches and training right now. But uh, what uh, I heard from the guys from the team uh, that if Olympic champion and uh, Olympic uh, medalist wants to go, they will have him on the list. But uh, if they want to chill, they will let him chill because they made their um, goal already for the year and a place to the Olympics, someone won. But uh, I heard Sadulayev wants to go to Olympics and uh, wrestle again. Maybe uh, Naifonov, the 86 kilograms, uh, they want to put him on the team to uh, kind of um, make it make it better uh, than Olympics because uh, people here thinking that he could he could have been a champion and that's not his full, full potential that he didn't place. So they want to put him uh, put him back on the team. Uh, but uh, we have a tournament like uh, September 4th. It's uh, in Ufa or Kazan somewhere. It's like um, Asian back uh, those country from Asia. The tournament, uh, pretty much U twenty three, so we have a Santa out there, the young team to wrestle. So maybe some of those that win this tournament might be sent to uh, Worlds as like uh, kind of future. But uh, pretty much right now, what our coach said, uh, we we're gonna look up to the guys because we just brought them brought them to the camp, and uh, we're gonna look who's who's in better shape, who's what, who's healthy, and then decide from there. Got it. What do you think about um, thinking about Sitikov and Aguyev, two Olympic champions? Have you what have you heard about those two? Sitikov, uh, um, he's probably going to chill. I think um, he's probably going to chill because he had a hard, uh, hard year. Uh, not going to wrestle. You're saying, uh, he's not, you're saying he's not wrestling. Well, I think now, but uh, we're going to hear from the camp because okay. you know what? I, what who who I would want to see. Who I want to see in the team is Jamalov. Jama, Jamalov. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, I think. I think my opinion is not that he's the best, but um, I just enjoy watching him because he's a uh, Adam uh, in Bobastar State team trained, uh, very technical, just a fun watch kid. But uh, he's uh, probably not going to compete because he's injured uh, the shoulder wrestling Chamizo uh, the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he's probably gonna stay off but uh we're gonna see because if uh, Sidakov is in good shape but um I think it just depends on the coaches and their plans for the future who they're gonna put on the team if they want to see the new guys that try the spots maybe 65 well the 65 we have a European champ this year the new guy uh, I forgot the name but he was a uh, number two after a uh, um uh the Olympic bronze medalist yeah. so we're gonna see yeah uh-huh Cool, and you okay. think the same for Agoyev? You think he'll he'll chill as well? Uh, who that? Who, oh, uh, Agoyev, Agoyev, fifty-seven. Uh, well, yeah. Um, well, it's hard to tell because it depends on their shape. It depends on their injuries because, uh, you know, as we know, athletes we have all we all had those injuries and uh, being able to compete with the injuries during during the, uh, the year. But Olympics definitely was the uh, something uh, important. And they they accomplished their goal. The summer won, summer placed. Maybe they want to chill. Uh, the ambitions ambitions definitely drive them to to wrestle again. But uh, I think uh, it's about the, the being smart this year and uh, maybe not to go if they're injured little. 
So uh, to be able to compete next year as well. So um, thinking about the the Russia U.S. rivalry uh, has picked up a lot in in wrestling. It used to be not a rivalry at all. You guys were so so much better. Twenty seventeen, we won last match. It was crazy. The Olympics were pretty close. We're kind of established ourselves as the number two team. But what I want to know is what does the Russian wrestling program, team, coaches, athletes think about American wrestling right now? Hey, um, when I was in the States, it was uh, 2011, 2013. Mm. Um, And I went to – so me and Travis. Travis was uh, assistant coach at Iowa State when I was there. I was training at Iowa State with the cycling team. And we were we were at the tournament in Chicago someday, and I was just shocked seeing like eight mats full of kids competing. I cannot remember how many kids were there at the tournament, but I was like, "Hey, these kids! I mean, the team USA is gonna be like explode in the next couple of years." And exactly what happened: uh, Team USA winning cadets, uh, juniors, uh, even seniors. So it never 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 happened before, like you just mentioned. Team Russia was always like leading a, a medal process metal uh score but we we uh team team russia coaches are kind of shocked that team usa that had this such a jump uh into uh medals and um but for me it's not surprised because i've seen uh even look at the fargo tournament uh i know the kid from a uh, daniel cormier team from california i think is uh what's the guy named z the first oh. name z can i remember the name the young, uh, young Cody, uh, Cody Merrill's really good. Uh, yeah, wait, there, there's the young kid, like uh, the 16, uh, uh, 15 years 16 old kid, years. I think. So because I know him because they had uh, matches with Team Moscow like last year. So I met the kids uh, was with them. So the kid wrestled in Fargo. Like he lost the first round, then won 10 matches and uh, took third place. So he wrestled 11 matches totally. How many kids in the bracket? I was like, this kid's going to blow up the, the world very soon. So, Dang. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, all right. Um, so Tadiev is uh, uh, the, the head coach of Russia Freestyle Wrestling on the men's side. Um, he's, he's a very easy villain for American wrestling, just his, <laughs> his face in general and just kind of his – but what is his day-to-day kind of involvement with the, the Russian freestyle wrestling team? Because obviously he's very, very good. Yeah, um, I think he's just uh, being in contact with the, every uh, assistant coach that he has in the team because we have a um, every weight class has the um, like a secured coach uh, that take care of a weight class. So uh, TD is just overall coach. He doesn't spend a lot of time uh, taking into the a whole weight class. He just uh, takes uh, uh, kind of. Um, new uh, information from uh, the coach that takes care of the team, takes care of the weight class. For example, the 79, we have uh, Mahach Mertzaliev. So he, he takes care of uh, 74, 79 kilograms um, and uh, surgery, etc. He just takes a look into those coaches because he has no 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 time to um, take every uh, take a look to every kid on a, on, a, on a weight class because we have many junior kids coming in. Uh, Every every year, pretty much. So, looking at, at Russian wrestling as a whole, you've got these pockets of 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 talent and skill. You've got 
you've got Ossetia and you've got Dagestan. And, you know, we kind of have that to a very small degree here in, in America. It's like, you know, you have states or you have colleges. But, like, the cultural differences in Russia from, like, Dagestan, Ossetia, Moscow, et cetera, compared to, like, Pennsylvania and Iowa are, like, vast. Um, how do how do the different republics sort of view each other? What are those rivalries like? How um, unified is the overall Russian team? Well, you know, I was always uh, kind of with the support, not support, but take a look to Team USA because the, the seven weight classes, well, right now the Penn State actually had the four guys in a Team USA Olympics, right? But those guys actually from different states, you know, they're from mm-hmm. uh, Iowa, whatever, Pennsylvania, um, different mm-hmm. states. But in Russia, you know, it's kind of boring because we have only Dagestan and Ossetia. Uh, on a team because we have six weight classes, three Dagestani and three Ossetians. Kind of boring, but because um, they have so many guys out there, it's kind of culture because um, in Moscow, like I said before, people worry about education and uh, future plans, work and stuff like that. But I always was supporting uh, the the opportunity for Team USA that out of six weight classes, you might have six uh, guys from different states. And that's why I pretty much support. But in Russia, we have Dagestani and Ossetia pretty much always competing at the nationals as the uh, for number one spot. Uh, we have like a Chechnya. They have not many guys, um, but uh, Moscow. Well, it's, it's well, especially like said, right, Moscow. Uh, I mean, the population base in Moscow is much larger, but Moscow doesn't really produce all that many athletes that make the team. Correct. Yeah, because they don't care more much about wrestling, especially like uh, like uh, kids. I mean, the coaches here uh, they don't coach a lot of like kids from the from the young age because they know up until sixteen they will stop training and then go to more of an education lifestyle. That's why they don't worry a lot of put a, a lot of energy into them. So knowing that they be stopped training by sixteen, so the 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 system here working in Moscow. They go to Dagestan, for example, and then uh, make him compete for Moscow region uh, and uh, bring him to the club. So they might train in Dagestan, but they just uh, represent in uh, uh, Moscow region at the Russian Nationals. And you you can see a Moscow region lineup out of made out of uh, all the team Dagestani guys uh, not making Dagestani team. Got it. Got it. So one of, and I of think- course, like when when I was training, example for example. I, we had a Moscow championships, but every year you have a new guys in the weight class that you you never seen even before. But they just represent in Moscow. They just bring in from a team uh, Dagestan because they can make a team out there. But here in Moscow, you have like uh, not many tough kids, so they easily make a team and start going to nationals by a Moscow region uh, uh, flag. I would, I would say. Gotcha, gotcha. So I have a, a question. One of the, the biggest rivalries, most compelling matchups in wrestling right now is Sajalaya versus Snyder. Do you think Snyder can ever beat Sajalaya again, or do you think Sajalaya has just surpassed him completely? Well, I support Snyder a lot because, you know, just uh, as a person, I always uh, support seeing him and wishing him all the best. But I think when Sajalaya in his best, uh, he beats uh, Snyder 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, well, we hope it's not that, but you know, it's it's it definitely could be. Oh, but uh, ben, Ben's on board with that. And how do you think? Last question: How do you think Dake versus Sidikov would go? 
Well, that was the match I wanted to see, and I think Dake was the guy to beat uh, Sidikov, actually. I was uh, betting on uh, Dake to, to win, but this Kadimagomedov guy actually surprised everyone, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, King G, I think you like American wrestling more than JD. That's what I've learned. You're you're from Russia. I don't listen to the last couple of shows. We've kind of learned that JD kind of likes Russia a little bit more. So uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll just swap you all together, and you know he can be our Russian correspondent. And you can be the American wrestling fan because that's how it seems. Um, JD or Ben, do you guys have any questions for for uh, King G before we um, let him go? No, but it'd be fun to be able to circle back to this. Oh yeah. Um, you know, maybe after some big tournaments or big getting some more feedback, I'm excited for uh, this relationship to continue. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, I concur. Yeah, so I think um, you said in, like, uh, early September they're going to have some sort of a, a, a tournament. Maybe we'll we'll catch up after the, the Russian team maybe is a little more solidified and we can uh, discuss a little bit further. And, uh, of course, the Team USA team will be set here in, like, 10 days from now. So a lot to look forward mm-hmm. to. King G, appreciate you tuning in from Moscow, Russia. I believe this is our first um, foreign call. I guess I called in from Japan, but I am not Japanese. So we'll say this is the first, just for, yes, for drama. Uh, King G, anything before we let you go? Uh, just uh, wishing everyone the best uh, during this pandemic. pandemic uh, yeah. Wishing everyone health and, uh, to, the, to y'all guys and uh, to your families. And, uh, uh, USA Wrestling, because I've, I've been there. I was a part of it. I'm still missing those days. Training with the uh, Colton uh, brothers, Kevin Jackson, being in Iowa State, going to up to Colorado Springs, Olympic Training Center, uh, Team uh, Team USA Wrestling. Uh, great job. It's Olympics. Always uh, enjoying watching you guys because, you know, even being from Russia, I know a lot about uh, American wrestling and college wrestling. I was a part of it. Uh, thanks for having me. I'll be I'll be glad to be back here, and I uh, just want to shout out Sean Bunch. He's fighting probably probably this weekend in Abu Dhabi. There's uh, Abu Abu Dhabi Warriors tournament. Uh, Daniel Cormier, King Mo, all the team Thursday uh, represent here still. <laughs> and just I'll be back. Bring heck, me on. Heck yeah, we definitely will. King G, thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good day. Appreciate that. All right, all right. Have a good one, Peace. guys. See ya. Hey, uh, um, JD, can you wait till uh, Christian scores this interview with Tadiev? It's gonna, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long time. Christian's gonna score, and they're gonna sit down, and Tadiev's gonna go, "What? What'd you say about my face? What'd you say? What'd you say? My face? My face? Oh, now I beat you, us. Yeah, yeah. He he. uh, I my face unlikable. Your face punchable. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, hey, I've been told I have a I have a punchable face by more than one people. So you know, I can <laughs> I can I can also say that someone else does. Do I? Does it just have to be said about me? I think there's other people who have punchable faces. That's it. I would. Would I punch his face? No, of course not. I'm just saying. It's just an observation. That's it. And um, he's obviously pretty good at what he does. But it sounds. It's interesting because it sounds like his role is really similar to kind of um, like the role like that we have in America, like with, with Bill Zadek, like you're the head coach and you're, but you're really just kind of, uh, you know, you're, you're heavily involved, but like they still have their individual coaches and whatnot. So. And like, you they're know, they're so from different. all over. They're from all over. So like Tadiev's Osetian, I'm, I'm guessing he lives mostly in Osetia. 
he's not with the Dagestani guys, you know, Mm-mm. all the time, obviously, except for when they get together like a training camp. So their their whole system is pretty similar to America's. Yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy just how spread out they are. I mean, I guess Osetti and Dagestan not so far from each other, but you know, just yeah, you know, the vast expanse of Russia is incredible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ben already teased this topic that JD wants to do, and he already tried to shut it down, but he didn't read everything, and now I think it's back in and something we can discuss. At least 125. JD, why don't you cue it up for us? Yeah, the best guys out of weight from the past decade who haven't won it, you know, so you guys who got second once or twice or whatever, which kind of go through. Talk about some of these guys and maybe decide who's the best, maybe power rank and whatever. Where do these guys kind of stack up? The first cool. thing I Can want we... to do is eliminate the guys who won national champs at uh, upper weight, like Nashawn and Nick. Okay, Sir, I was I gonna, yeah, I, was, I agree. I know you yeah. had that. You said, like, should we include that? I think not. Like, just kind of like best never win a title, and we kind of slot them in the weight class and, and go from there. And this would this be as of um, you know as of just a collegiate resume, or is this you know because obviously like, say if we continue past, then Gilman wins easy. He's got two world medals, or is I, it? I'm thinking like, as collegiate. after college prime. Yeah. Okay. Deal. I can't wait for 125 uh, already. Are we going? Are we going right now? We're going right now. Um, so JD's list has been pared down to Thomas Gilman, Joey Dance, Sebastian Rivera, Nick Piccinini, Vito Arujal, Glory, Alan Waters, um, and then there's a lot of other names on there. I think I'll stop um, right about there. So who do you think is the best to never win a title? There's one guy on my mind that I would like to throw his hat in the ring. This is a person. You love Joey. I didn't say Joey Dance. I said this is a person with wins over the following wrestlers. National champion Nathan Tomasello. National champion Nico Megaludis. National champion Darian Cruz. Thomas Gilman. That's a pretty solid resume. That's not an uh, an all-encompassing resume, but that is the resume of one Joey Dance. Uh, yeah, you can play a trump you were card. Say Joey, of course. Trump card. Seabass win over Spencer Lee. Well, then Nick Piccinini has entered the chat too. I mean, he beat him. That's true. Um, I don't think that's a trump card. I think um, because why not? I, you try he, to use it on one angle. Why not? Because I disagree. The only when it suits me, it's a trump yes! card. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's how trump cards work and don't work. Uh, I factor them in when I want to. That's what. Well, that's the point of the show. We kind of talk about things, put our different opinions out there. I mean, Gilman. <laughs> uh, honestly, you should, guys should be saying Gilman, really, because I mean, he's a guy yeah. who wins. He beat Nashawn. He beat. He never beat Nico. Um, he beat Tomasello. He beat Joey. He beat Pitch several times. So if you want to throw out Pitch, I said, well, he beat him. Um, so it's really to me, it's probably Gilman or Dance. I mean, Sebastian had. What, two years at 125? Then he had a year at 33. Then he had last year at 41, right? So uh, here's, here's how I just did my top five. Here's how my top five goes down. And I throw a dance. Dance had great matches, but he was never able to put it all together uh, when it mattered the most. I go Gilman, Seabass, Waters, Vito, Jack Mueller. Wait, you put Mueller Wait. over dance? Yeah. 
That's it's just preposterous. He how many did, NCAA <laughs> finals? How many NCAA finals did Joey Dance make? Okay, if you reduce it down to that, he beat I him. Mean, like, how many NCAA finals did he make? He beat him. Who knows? We'll never know. Then, how listen, many, the, I don't know spotlight. how many finals he made. The spotlight is on. The pressure is on. And for some reason, when that happened, Joey Dance, he just he just didn't live up to the billing. I don't know what to tell you. I I'm going to tell you, this man, he beat Jack Mueller. He major Jack Mueller. He lost Not one time to him. Tournament. When he made the finals. Well, he it doesn't matter. I mean, it's just we're looking <laughs> at the totality of the career. I throw out what I th- want to throw out, and I consider what I want to consider. Now, I would what are, say... What are, Joe, what are Joey Dance's placings? I'm trying to find it out. What are his placings at NCAAs? Stay He's uh, two-time AA, fourth freshman year, fifth senior, and just qualifier, sophomore, junior. Christian, the man took fourth and fifth. I, and, and listen, I understand how he is very skilled. I get it, right? I didn't spend any time around him. I didn't watch him tons. I can't tell you exactly what it was about that biggest moment. But if we put all these guys in a bracket, this is a big moment. This is a big moment. And whatever got to him in NCAAs is very likely to get to him again. Okay. Well, he was fourth as a true freshman. And, uh, yeah, he didn't have the best NCAA was, tournaments. Yeah. yeah. Um, no doubt. So I don't really think Joey would be number one. But he's certainly in the top five. To not have him in the top five um, – I think it w- would be a mistake. I think it's Gilman. And then either Seabass or Pitch, probably the two or three for me. Um, well, it's tough with Sebastian, the, the dominant loss to um, Mueller, right? Is kind of outweighs the fact that he beat Spencer twice, right? Um, not outweighs it, but it counteracts some of the, the juice behind that. Well, so I mean, I I'm like thinking we're gonna throw all these dudes in a bracket and we're gonna see how they shake out. That that's how I'm thinking about this exercise. Okay, mm-hmm. so I I think Gilman would probably Gilman versus Rivera. How does that match go in in that's, folk style? I mean, that's an honestly in folk style. That's a really interesting match, and and if you, you could honestly, I put Gilman in one or more on my list, but you you could use the same argument. Um, against Gilman that I used against dance because Gilman didn't come up the biggest when it mattered the most at well, the hey guys, level. The whole point but. of this is none of them ever won. <laughs> none of them won. Yes. Well, no, but, okay. But, but some like, of them, hold on, but some of them were supposed to win and didn't right. Some of them, um, and obviously we're talking about guys doing, but some of their skill levels during the season were above where they were at NCAAs. And then some of them, some of the guys wrestled better at NCAs than they actually were during the season. So during the season, there's going to be this very large level of skill discrepancy between two guys. And then now we're talking about at a big tournament, it was narrowed down. Okay, who on this list wrestled better at NCAs than they did in the regular season? Hmm. That is a great question. The answer would Zeke, be none. Zeke, Zeke Moisey. No, Zeke, Zeke Moisey off the list. He had one tournament ever. In like his life, uh, hey, uh, we're talking Lezak, guys at their peak, probably guys at their peak. No, your peak has Zeke to Moise's occur. Peak was very high. No, it happened yes. one time ever. Lezak wrestled That's better than NCAAs. Jack Mueller, I would say, was better than NCAAs. I did. I, I did not see Jack Mueller beating Seabass and making the finals. That was not a yeah. I didn't think it was going to happen. So Mueller and Lezak for sure, but no one's going to put them at the at the top of this list. Honestly, I don't even know why he's on the list, but Patrick Patrick McKee wrestled his best ever at the NCAA tournament this year. I don't really know why you put him on I the mean, list. I mean, Frank Pirelli and Ryan Mango are involved, so why not Pat McKee? 
Um, so yeah, I think the whole point is like the best of the best guys all kind of fell off slightly at NCAAs, and that's why they're like the Adam key plays higher than Joey Dance ever did, just for the record. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Christian. Take that. You, if you can't if you just right, boil everything down to NCAA side. You can't just boil everything down to NCAA placements. You have to have some some sort of you have to be looking at other factors. Um I, know. So, I mean, listen, Joey Dance is a top five guy to never win it. His wins alone put yes. him in that list. Win it win it at where? Win it at one twenty five or win it at anywhere? Because if you if you're telling me anywhere you're high. What do you mean anywhere? Like not like of all the people who've ever wrestled in the NCAA tournament, there's there is a best. Oh, no right? way. I actually did numerically it's uh Ryan uh, Mike Mike McMullen, isn't it? Maybe McMullen, yeah. McMullen or Sam same Hazel. Like like two, three, two, two. We never th- yeah. listen, what name one year we thought Mike McMullen was gonna win NCAAs. Love Mike McMullen. Yeah, but num- numerically speaking, his number is lower than anyone else. His goal score. Okay, numerically yeah. speaking. I mean, I mean well, how else are we going to boil it down? Well, I, I, th- I think it's more interesting to... Wait, are you saying you take Joey Dance over Mike McMullen? In a, in a match, absolutely. I think, I think Joey Dance would exploit all his weaknesses. <laughs> Mike McMullen never beat a 125-pounder. That's a fact. What if it was two Joey Dances versus Mike McMullen? Mike McMullen's so fast, he might be like as fast as, as Joey Dance. Uh, He's like one of the fastest moving heavyweights I've ever seen. Um, he doesn't have the suck back, though. He doesn't have a, the suck back. He does not have the suck back. I'm glad you call it a suck no. back. Some people call it a, b- a bunch of different names, but yes, he has a very nice suck back. Um, I, th- I think yeah, McMullen's up there, but I think in terms of, well, I think Brian, I mean, it's just Brian Snyder was a guy that people thought was going to win NCAs a couple different times. Mm, that's a very good one. Lost in Poeta's overtime. really up there for me, too. Waters? No, 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 no. I said, I said Poeta, Poeta. Oh, Poeta for sure. Yeah, he's super good. Um, you also want to look at guys that were like, were you behind like a, a goat or like someone just like a total legend? Like who are some guys that would fit sort of that description? Mm. Um, who, Rich? Tyler Caldwell. Tyler Caldwell, yeah. Yeah, Caldwell. I mean, you look at his number. his NCAA losses, I think are like, are like Kyle Dake, David Taylor, Andrew Burroughs. Howe. Um, Burroughs. <laughs> Poor guy. That's that's brutal. Um, and so he was someone that never we never thought would um, probably win NCAs. But when you look at it, there's there's a reason. Like mm-hmm. he was just behind some of the best of the best. Um, literally, not just All like right. the best for that that age, yeah, just like the best ever. Well, that was what we did that when we did that thing last year. It's like man, one sixty five. The last decade is like produce some. I mean, it's produced very literally three world champions. Three world champs. That's insane. It's crazy. Uh, two Olympic champs. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, Dake's, Dake's an Olympic medalist. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Now I really want to look up uh, Tyler Caldwell's NCAA loss. I think I thought I tweeted it one time. Now I can't remember yeah, what it was, it was. It was something like that. It was insane. Like, and he was a, um, sort of a surprise All-American as a true freshman, as I recall. Um, so, sort of surprising when he was at Oklahoma. Yes. Okay. Anywho. So this, all right, this is fun. Well, ben, JD, give give us yours. How do you rank these? I think I go Gilman, Seabass, mm-hmm. Piccanini. Oh, he goes pick. Okay. 
Vito. Vito. Because we didn't get to see Vito la- like this past year, last year. Yeah, the, uh, but I think the, if the other hard part wrestled, about. Yeah. It's tough when Vito has like what two years of eligibility left? Three. He's got eligibility left, and we haven't seen him compete at the last two NCAA tournaments, also. So. Yeah. Hundred percent. He has three years left, doesn't he? Somehow. Yeah. In reality, he's really only had one NCAA tournament, right? In he's reality, yes. One. That's yeah. insane. So yeah, but I almost thought, yeah, I kind of want to throw Vito out and maybe ban him glory. from the list. Yes. All right, Vito yeah. is banned. Um, oh. and I know. Yeah, and so is Glory. So you're just out. I'm sorry. You can't be considered. I think Gilman Seabass is a, is a really good one too. I think that's an interesting question. Who wins that too? Yeah, I agree. Um, man, I think the, st- the both styles are really unique. Um, yeah, I th- but I think you have to have Gilman. Gilman. Gilman was the one seed twice. Twice, I think. Yeah, because he got Moisey the one time. I think he was the one seed then. Who was he? Two. We might have to go Zeke Moisey. No. Oh my gosh, you want Moisey? Zeke, so Zeke Moisey. Uh, 2015 NCA. No, I think Waters was the one uh, the year yeah. Moisey beat him. And then he did not win, which was surprising. Let me look here. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling up the bracket as we speak. Yes, Gilman. No, Gilman was actually the six the year he got pinned by. Really? Yeah. Nishan was the two. Dance the three. Not talking about not talking about that match that he was up like six he, to three. He choked so hard. It was it was brutal. He got Christian. tired right That's, there. He was exhausted. Um Cause he pressure right here. Oh my gosh. Listen to you. Yeah. Um so yeah, the Zeke that year went through Chase and Tolbert. Zeke was unseated. He beat Nishan Garrett. Yeah. Um First round, right? Second round. Okay. Then he beat Eddie Clamara, who he had never beaten. Then he pin slayed Gilman. And then he lost to lost to NATO. Wild run. So six seed Gilman. Uh, I did not remember that. But at that point we kind of thought he might win. Um when he made the semis. Like, okay, now it's Thomas, but no. Okay. Fun discussion. Good stuff. I think we just do one wait at a time. Alan Waters was freaking good too. He was very yeah. good. He beat NATO. He beat um I don't think he ever beat Nico, but he beat Gilman. And I think he beat Nishan at one point. So he's got quite a hit list himself. He was good every single Another year. Another guy who just couldn't put it together yes. in March. Not quite. But still very good. All right. James Dean, why don't you queue up? You've been uh collecting the, the listener submissions. What do we have so far? Have the people stepped up? Have they rose to the occasion? Have they disappointed? What are your thoughts so far? Um, they're doing okay so far. We got a okay. handful of submissions. I don't Solid think we're going to get to all of them today. Um, there were some good questions, though, so we can get to good. Well, first, we should play um, Keith Gothard's one. He was the very first one. He's always in the chat. So uh, th- this one's for you, Keith. Tyler, if you can cue it up and play his voicemail. Okay, here comes Keith. What the f***, guys? <laughs> Keith Gothard from Illinois. I just want to say go Little Rock Wrestling. Rock up, baby! Hopefully I'm the first caller, sir. Thanks for fixing the voicemail, J.D. Okay. So what he's, the f***? He's classic wow. Illinois wrestling there. fan. Wow. Loves wow. Little Rock Wrestling. No questions. 
But since it's the first one, we'll let it slide that there were no questions. Thank you, Keith. Uh, thanks for being from Illinois and liking Little Rock. Good stuff there. Rocked up. Um, next question. Yeah, it's um, it a question for Ben about being efficient. Got it. Hey, guys. This is Hunter from Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, a month or two ago when discussing the Olympic trials, Ben was going over the different wrestlers and what he liked and didn't like. And he made a comment, and forgive me, I don't remember what specific wrestler, that he wasn't an efficient wrestler. And I was wondering if Ben could expound on that or you guys could discuss that a little bit more. Because when you say efficient wrestler, in my mind, just having wrestled folk style in high school, I think someone who stalls and hand fights for the last 30 seconds and then tries to get a takedown because they still have plenty of energy, kind of a rope-a-dope type thing. But I'm sure that's not what Ben meant at that high level of wrestling. So if y'all could expand on that and what it means to be an efficient wrestler, I'd appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, let's go. Uh, so I, 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 it's hard, hard fully answering without knowing exactly who we were talking about. And usually by the time guys reach a really, really high level, they're, they're pretty efficient. So I, I have to venture to guess I was talking about a college and or high school wrestler. But there's some of these guys who just uh, they do a lot of things that are unnecessary. And um, lots of times they, they almost either make themselves tired or they're doing too much where it causes them to make a whole bunch of mistakes. Um, and so by the time guys go to, get to a high level, they're, they're very efficient and they're just really like, you know, doing all the things necessary to score points. It's kind of that's a, a, a broad way to think about it without having a really specific example. I, I feel like Kyle, Kyle Dake would definitely. <laughs> He's the least efficient. Uh, Musakayev is like a like an H2. I think Kyle Dake is someone who's probably pretty pretty efficient. Like he doesn't waste a lot of effort or energy. Yes. It's all his energy is kind of used. I'm I'm not trying to answer for Ben, but I would have No, no. That's a great one. I mean, but yeah, by the time they get to that level, that Kyle Dake level, there there's very few of them that are inefficient. Yeah, no no doubt. Um Cleveland, Tennessee, the the home of Cody Chittum. Oh. That's where that guy was from. What was his name, JD? Did you write that out? We should get the people's uh, names and, and no. say them. Hey, I'll just yell outside my door. Give me 10 seconds to get Yes. The, no, bring him I on. You guys can hear that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't <laughs> hear him. <laughs> we knew it. Ozzy Man Strong Boy is trying to break down. He's probably Kool-Aid Man breaking through the drywall of uh, Ben's basement right now. Um, okay. Do we want to uh, play the – I like the third one I have highlighted here. Once once Ben gets back, I think this is a, this is a good one. Um, JD's trying to start segments, and I'm doing a bad job of 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 uh, queuing them up. But he's starting a new one called JD's Confession Hour, and uh, I I'm I'm curious to know what you're talking about here. I don't know if it's going to become a regular thing, but uh, this is just something I wanted to get off my chest. Uh, I'm addicted to watching civilian fight videos. I I, I cannot stop. Uh, sports ones that occur in the fan, in the bleachers between fans are my personal favorite, and those are really hot in the streets right now. They're big. So a lot Football's of back. my days consumed. <laughs> yeah, a lot of my days just consumed by Sorry. watching civilians beat each other up. So Ben uh, JD is has a confession that he really is liking to watch civilian fight videos. He's been uh, they've been really hot in the streets now since uh, football's back. I watched the Steelers one that was a, that was a really good one. Um, mm-hmm. And the last two I've seen th- these ladies they're really they stir the pot. <laughs> they create this chaos and then yeah. they just kind of like back up 
and just watch the Oh, movies. the ones in the stands. Oh, yeah. So this is JD's, like, uh, new passion. He likes, uh, he likes watching fight videos between civilians. Well, yeah, hasn't bum fights been popular for, for like, 20 years? The, but these aren't bum fights. Yeah. These are, like, people at, uh... These are people at... Well, sport. obviously, they're not actually homeless, but they might as well be bum fights. They're bums. I, I watch them all. I don't discriminate. I'm just saying the sports ones are my favorites. Yeah, they're good. Like, because you know, you're, they're, you're saw, always, like, trying to punch down a couple levels. There's, there's seats mm. in the way. It's very good. If you haven't seen the... Uh, Oh, I forget what it's called. The but the Ron Artest uh, documentary about the Malice in the Palace. Mm, it's yes. on Netflix. Highly yeah. recommend. Very. I tried very to convince good. Amy to watch it the other day. So Amy and I have issues because you know she wants to watch like shows. I don't give a damn about shows. I want to watch some like biographies or some documentaries or like. I, my whole take is that the world is so exciting. Why do we need to watch a fake show? Ron Artest went and tried to fight the whole crowd. That's what I want to hear about. I want to hear what was going through your head when you decided to go whoop a dude's ass in the seventh row. What was going on? Exactly. Look, my favorite I, part of I'm that whole you. thing, my favorite part of that uh, whole or documentary was the guy who got punched, not the guy who came out on the court, not the guy that was out in the stands, but, and this is, what are we, you know, 16, 15 years later, yeah. whatever. And he, the guy who runs down on the court, squares up with Ron Artest, and then he go, and then Ron Artest punch him in the face, and he goes, "He cheap shotted me." <laughs> he called it a sucker punch. He said it was, it was a, a sucker punch. He said a sucker oh, punch when he oh, squared up on a man, oh, man, and but he got punched Turtle before he knew the punch was thrown. It was it was amazing. I was like, this guy. This, it ain't no wonder. <laughs> You got two pieced on the freaking floor because you're an idiot. He's delusional. You're stupid. You 16 years later, you have no clarity about like, oh, man, back. God. I was, I was like ready to be like this guy to be like, man, you know, we just had too much to drink and I don't know. I just got caught up in the moment. I really regret going down there and I don't blame him for punching me. Like that's what you should have said. Instead, he said he got cheap shot. This guy's an idiot forever. Just, <laughs> some people just don't learn. You can't knock sense into some people. Some people just stay oh, that God. way. So you kind of got to respect him just doubling down, sticking to his guns. Honestly, I kind of do. I do. Actually, no, I don't. You're just an idiot. I don't respect him. I but it did. Lie. It was a really interesting uh, moment. Yeah, so it's called Untold Malice at the Palace. Oh, this that's is so great. It was great. It was great. Um, they really – Also, the security guards. Go ahead. The security guards who didn't know who Reggie Miller was, and they were about to mace him on the court as he's trying to pull his teammates away. <laughs> I do not know so Reggie Miller. Like, we got him. We got him. Reggie Miller has a very distinct – in addition to being like 6'7 or so, Reggie Miller has a very distinct look. You know, he's like not – he's a pretty yes. recognizable face. And um, he almost got maced. It's like – I mean – it was like a little context. 6'7 guy. You're at a basketball game. Maybe he's a player. He's in a suit. Yeah. Um, don't mace Reggie Miller for crying out loud. Uh, anyways – Please watch that. It's very, very good. Uh, why don't you play this last uh, voicemail, and then we can get on to some other questions. Uh, do we want to do the uh, roommate Long one? time slow listener here. Uh, been there since the very beginning. Um, excited about the, uh, the phone call submission. Stoked about it. Um, anyway, to my question, a funny one. Was wondering who would, if Ben Askren were to have a roommate with any of the Flow Wrestling staff, 
who would be his favorite roommate and who would be the worst roommate. Oh, well, you guys are going to have to help. I, I mean, I know my answer to the first part of it. Oh, yeah. I don't know my answer to the second part of it. So the first part would be my good friend, Mark Bader. Um, now, I might have to choke him out once in a while, but overall, he'd be like 97% good, and then he'd get a little too squirrely, and I'd put the squeeze on him. Um, we've been friends for uh, 20 years now or something. Uh, so my least favorite, and I don't know, you guys are going to tell me who this is. It, 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 part of it might be Bader, and I'm going to excuse it. Exactly. So the next <laughs> next in line is the one who's a slob. If they're a slob, it's going to drive me insane. That might be Bader. I'll clean up after Bader because I love him. Who else is a slob? Okay, so this is a real thing that you kind of think about when, when you're traveling with people. Um, so Bader is definitely a little sloppier. He's he, but he's it's like kind of like there's trade offs with Bader because he's like got all the energy in the world, especially at night, yep. you know, after dinner. He's gonna come and he's gonna be real excited. He's gonna do this, like shake and like <laughs> you get real excited. And he'll probably try to wrestle you, especially if you're Andrew Spay. Uh, and so there's a lot of excitement, but yes. um, you know, you want to avoid the guys that that will indiscriminately blow up the bathroom at any point of the day. Oh, that's a good one. That's that's that's, that's, that's a, a big. It's a big concern, and there's some people that just don't care. Uh, um, they have the so so. There's that. I remember what one time when we went to NCAA's. We had been there for maybe a half hour, and it had already looked like a bomb went off in Nomad's room. There were just clothes everywhere <laughs> because he like he like irons everything, including socks and stuff. So it was just wait, like, wait, wait. He irons his socks. He irons his socks. Yes. Oh, God, come on. You're lying. It happens. Uh, honestly, one of the best roommates. So I, I am a bit of a lighter sleeper. So you want someone that doesn't snore. You want someone that's, that's a little cool. quieter. Snoring's right? Snoring's bad, right? So Bracky was all, pretty much always my roommate. He does snore sometimes. Um, he is a bit of a snore, but you take the good with the bad with, with Bracky because he's a relatively quiet. Sort. He seems pretty clean too. He seems like he, you know, he's going to handle his business. He's clean. He's clean, clean guy handles his biz. The best roommate is probably Ryan Holmes. Very quiet. That guy is neat. Mm. You want to talk about neat? Neat. I like neat. Very neat. He's, he's far neater than me and uh, quiet, you know? So he's nice. good, good, good roommates. I don't know if I've ever bunked with old JD. Now we're now we now don't we have to have rooms, roommates. Much. We get our own rooms now, so this era is kind of behind Whoa, us. Whoa, you guys are soft. I met back <laughs> back when I knew the flow. Oh, guys, they were sleeping like seven to a room. I know, I know. And now it's like, hey, you know what? Rooms are a hundred dollars a night. You can all have them. It's great. Um, wow. So yeah, this soft. this kind of era is behind us. Do they I still know- force you to stay at the Red Roof Inn? Yeah, well, see, now we have this new, like, incentive program that Sion got us on, where if you, like, stay at a place that's well below budget, like, you get some of the the, the price difference. No, and, like, you don't. Amazon, no, I you swear, don't. I swear. So if, we, if you stay so, at... Someone's going to get... Someone's getting murdered or over saving 30 bucks on their paycheck. It's great. It's great. It's not... No, it's, it's a bonus. It's not a... Like, it comes out of your paycheck. A bonus! Yeah, you get a little bonus. Murdered over a $30 bonus. Oh, God. Listen, some of the best stories I have, the Murder Hotel in Cleveland. What a great choice. Not murdered either. You <laughs> Not you. murdered. Only It's all been good. It's only the upside. Oh, God. The Red Roof oh, Inn in Akron. Only upside. We're talking, you know, what were oh. they called? The Phantom Outlaws. 
You know, <laughs> it was great. It was great. These I remember are... I drove past, I drove past that hotel and I, yeah. then I listened to you guys talk about an FRL. And I thought who in the hell would stay there? This is not good. You know who baby <laughs> fun times, oh fun times. Um, okay. We're not gonna have time for too many questions, but we'll have time for some. Keep sending in those uh, submissions. We didn't Heck play yeah. them all, so maybe we'll get to them uh, next week sometime. Even if yours wasn't played, but keep sending them in. So. Okay. I, I just want to ask Ben this question, and then we'll go. Oh. All right, Ben, you are now Kyle Snyder's coach. What is his strategy for beating Sajulayev? Oh, I think we already, we already talked about this. Um, I mean, so I'm, I'm going to work on that one situation where he got dumped twice. We're gonna definitely work on that. You're gonna go um, back I, into I those waters. That... You're not gonna say, "Okay, the low singles out." No, I'm just, I'm just gonna be just in case, just in case. We're gonna be ready for it. Uh, okay, we're gonna do our best. We're maybe not gonna try to end up there, but if we are there, we should be ready for it. Because um, I, I think that points were was was preventable. I think if he gets in there and feels a little more, it's definitely preventable. Um, before you before you elaborate to the other things, I want to yeah. kind of stay there for a second. So he gets in. He gets in on the leg. He gets in super yes. clean. He looks to be in like, if you take a picture the moment he gets in, it's like, this is what you want it to look like. So what are the adjustments you can make when you're in that position in seemingly good shape? Yeah, well, no, no, he, but he got, like I said, I, so I used a move that Central Live does and pretty much, uh, let's see how to say, you need to go perpendicular to the leg usually to generally get people to go over. Central Live is probably extra strong and then had uh um, you know, was just able to get a feel for it or something to that effect. But taking someone over that way is actually really difficult. And lots of times it ends up for me, uh, if I, if I mess it up or if I see other kids mess it up, it ends up in a stalemate because your, your knee will get buckled underneath them. Um, so Snyder would just kind of need to probably pivot his hips and post a hand and he wouldn't be able to go over his opposite shoulder there. Um, so that, that's kind of, we would just get a feel for that. Uh, you know, Varner might not be as strong as said Jeliev, but Varner's probably pretty strong. So maybe we get Varner to get a hold of him uh, a whole bunch of times or something. Um, but then, oh, yeah, overall, I, I told you guys that we're going to go back to, we don't have a year here, so we can't fully go back to the drawing board. We have a, a two month window ish and really with travel, probably less, less than that. Um, so I would just literally try to do as much nothing as possible and put put the onus on him to win the match and try to get him tired because he does you know he didn't get as tired this time but he definitely got tired a little bit. Um, that's where I would go and then we're gonna see how that plays out. And if that obviously doesn't play out well, then we have a full year to come up with another game plan for next year. Love it, cool. Yeah. And it's cool that it sounds like he's gonna go. I wonder if Sajulayev going gets like. The other guys be like, all right, Aguyev and Sidikov, are they I hope they all go. I really do. I yeah. want I want the best Russian team. I want the best wrestling there. That's exciting to me. Um Okay. I think that's pretty much it. We can get the heck out of here. JD's got uh business to attend to. We got yeah. world trials next right. week. Oh JD baby. might as well just stay up there. Stay up there. But no, come back. Come back. Do the show here. Um we thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back Tuesday, no doubt about it. Hope you guys have a great Labor Day weekend. Should be fun times. We're looking forward to it. We're going to have a little barbecue here. JD's not invited. He's not coming. He is invited. Um, hope you guys have a great weekend. See you Tuesday.
Look out for Suriano coming soon. Goodbye.